Keep your hands to yourself. Because they seem to constantly get lost in places, on bodies, and in business that they don't belong. Just because they spent a little time in my bed between my legs doesn't mean they decide what gets said. They do not own me because they were not there in the creating of my being. You see, your hands belong to you. The only you that dictates what you do with your tool. So let me maintain mine. Because while I'm pushing out futures, you're pushing an agenda. We are not the same. Because your hands, they don't feel the tenderness of my chest that comes, whether it be physical or emotional stress. They do not feel the pain that accompany my monthly flow. Neither do they feel the stretching of life's portal down below. But I am that woman, the one those hands desire the most. Even though they pull away in situations which I have no control, emotions, thoughts, all of the above, those same hands won't even touch me when I need love. But they always find a way to alter my decisions with half-assed consent they strangle me with disrespect and dismiss my opinions. So get your hands off of my neck, my thighs, my innocence, my pride, my independence, and my life. You are now tuning in to The Unspoken. I'm your host and poet, Grace. And I'm here to share some things I've been living to say. I do not own copyrights to any of the music played during this podcast. However, please do not try to write or copy any of the words you may hear in this podcast or going forward. Sit back, relax, and get your snaps ready. Because this is where poetry meets podcast. Hey y'all, long time no see, I missed you guys, did y'all miss me? No, okay, that's fine, it's cool, not gonna take it personal or anything, it's good to be back, I know I've been a little bit MIA, but we're here now, that's all that matters. So I wanted to do this episode a little bit differently. As you can see, I started off with the poem, and now we're going to have a little bit of conversation. Well, I guess I'm technically talking to myself right now, but y'all are listening. So, what you call it? Anyway, this episode is really important to me. If you follow the social media accounts, I had posted a a story on Instagram, I want to say at the end of April. And just a reminder, you can follow The Unspoken at underscore The Unspoken 22 on Instagram and The Unspoken 22 on Twitter. So if you're not following the social media accounts...
Oh, sorry. That was that was me giving you time to go ahead and get that together. And uh, yeah. Anyway, I posted a story with a page from Cicely Tyson's book, Just As I Am, that I'm reading. And the chapter was titled Unspoken. What a coinkydink. Um, and when I was reading this chapter, it was towards the end of April. And we all know April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And I just thought it was just so interesting what the chapter was about. Y'all, get Cicely Tyson's book, please, okay? I really wish I had met her. I'm not even done with the book, and it's just that good. Um, but this chapter, she opened up about things that were not talked about in her home with her mom, um, with her dad, and just things that may have changed her life's trajectory if they were discussed. Granted, we are all where we are now based on what has happened, what hasn't happened. That's what shaped us. Um, but it was good that she was able to share this part of her life um, and the outlook on how certain conversations get swept under the rug. And so uh, with that, there's also a lot going on uh, politically with women's rights and, you know, abortion laws and, you know, things having to do with us being taken out of the control of us. And so I wanted to talk about both of these issues in one. So what better way than to put it in a poem? If you're going to get the book, sorry, I'm going to spoil this for you. It's just one chapter. You'll be all right. It's 25 of them. But this particular part is really essential to the poem. I'm going to read the opening paragraph to that chapter for you all to give you a little context or um, view of what the chapter is about. It says, parents lie to their children. They misrepresent their painful truths and their personal histories. Concealing is the human way of pretending that we are who we imagine ourselves to be in the fairy tales we invent, that our lives have unfolded as we wish they would have, rather than as they so wrenchingly did. My mother's falsehoods were not outright fabrications, but lies of omission. She spoke little and withheld much, a restraint every bit as damaging as a barefaced falsehood. Her silence cost us both. Cicely ended up getting pregnant, how can I say this, without even knowing what sex was. I'm going to let that sink in. Because this was a conversation her mom did not have with her, she did not know the territory she was entering in. Um, she was just told, you know, stay away from boys. At a young age, that conversation needed to be a little bit more in depth. And so she was with her boyfriend at the time, and it went from a little kissing to a little touching. One thing led to another. She said it happened so fast she didn't even realize what happened. And then a few weeks later, she's pregnant. 
Now, of course, I'm just paraphrasing. There's a lot more that went into the situation, which is why I encourage you all to go ahead and read it yourself. But I just wanted to point out how easy we lose sight of how quickly innocence can be taken. Stay away from boys. That, to me, does not capture the birds and the bees. And it's just my personal opinion. I feel like if you, you know, talk to your children at an appropriate age about it, it would prevent a lot of, it would prevent them being curious if they knew consequences to their action instead of just stay away from it because we all know somebody just tell us to stay away from something you're gonna get curious why i don't need to stay away from now digging a little deeper in that i think back then you know the lines of consent and everything i don't even know if they existed then because especially if you don't know what's going on there's no way you can know whether you should be consented to it or not you know, they were dating, they were in a loving relationship and everything like that. Um, her mom actually approved of this boyfriend, wanted her to be with him. So, you know, that was a whole nother story. So digging a little deeper into that, we moved to nowadays or just, you know, progressing from those years. And we think of women being taken advantage of, sexually assaulted touched on without consent things of that nature and we don't talk about that enough either i think since we have been in such a culture that we've kept quiet about that and now people are being a little bit more vocal but they're being vocal about their trauma and not vocal enough about those warning signs or ways to prevent holding that trauma for so long like you know it was always i think it was the issue of people not believing women were sexually assaulted and i'm also going to preference and say that men too i'm just speaking from a woman's perspective because i am a woman but yes there has been assault with uh men and young children and things like that um so i'm just speaking from where i am and saying that we got to do better because there's no way we should be having these conversations now about things that have happened years ago. And I only believe that's because it's been so, no, you're lying. And I don't believe that. And why would you lie on your uncle, cousin, brother? You know, he wouldn't do that, you know, stuff like that. And that's a problem. That is a big problem. And just relating back to Cicely Tyson, there's a lot of stuff she wanted to talk to her mom about for clarity, and her mom would not talk to her about it. You know, she didn't want her around certain men and things like that, but would not tell her those reasons. And I feel like we need to be getting more to those reasons with our kids and with the generations of children coming up. Those check-ins need to happen more often and start sooner 
you know, you can teach your children, you know, nobody should be touching you, stranger danger, things like that, but also allow them a safe space to come to you if those things have happened or are happening. That should be a safe space. That way you're able to get to the bottom of this stuff early and not after it's been continued and built up and that even leads to how people operate as adults. Like I said, it's been years of this being pushed under the rug. And it's just not sitting well with me, honestly. It's it's not sitting well with me. Because um, I just feel like this is stuff we need to be talking about more often to protect our children. Now, I know that these conversations are not as easy to have as I'm making them sound. I know that we haven't been having them because of fear and not knowing how to navigate it or even respond or get the proper help or guidance. So no, I'm not saying that these are easy conversations to have. But the world isn't getting any easier either. So we got to start somewhere. We have to change this narrative. The last part of this is also with what's going on in government from folks that don't have vaginas. It's a touchy subject. I'll give my perspective, and this is just me. It's how I operate. I grew up in a household where abortion is not an option. You know, how I was raised uh, in the church, that just wasn't it. Now, when I came of age to make my own decisions, I made up in my mind that it's not an option for me. Me. Um... (laughs) because of how strongly I feel about birth and the future and babies and pregnant women. That's my personal thing. I also believe in not necessarily knowing how you're gonna navigate a situation until you're in the situation. So that on top of just how I feel about babies, that's just not what I, however, I don't knock anybody who's had to make that decision or is okay with making that decision because that is your decision. That is between you and God. That ain't got nothing to do with me. Nothing. Literally not my business. Because at the end of the day, where I am in my spirituality, you going to stand before God, I'm going to stand before God. We ain't going to be standing together. We're going to be by ourselves. So that is your business. And I just feel like everybody should operate like that. When it comes to anything. That's how I feel. Mind your business. <laughs> it's not that simple, you know. It's not that simple in the times that we're living in. But could be. Furthermore, I feel like men think they have this control over us. And that's why we're experiencing sexual assault and domestic violence and this whole political debate over 
what we're doing with our bodies. Because there's little to no talk about their body parts and what they're doing with it. And I don't understand that. It's not making sense. And that goes for physically, emotionally, mentally. Our bodies are our bodies. They don't belong to anybody else but us and God. But they're our bodies. And I feel like I should make that decision for my body. Which is why the title of the poem is called Keep Your Hands to Yourself. Like get your hands off of me, out of my business. When I said get your hands off my neck, that's alluding to domestic violence because your hands do not belong on me in that manner. Get your hands out of my decisions, out of my ideas. You know, if I ask you for it, that's one thing. Keep your hands to your... This is stuff we've learned in elementary school, even before then. I don't know how that lesson went over some people's heads, but that's one of the main things you learn growing up. Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah, this was just heavy on my heart. Because, you know, I just feel like it all ties together. I I really want us to change how we view sexual assault. I feel like it's it's been such a oh, don't talk about that, oh, I get it, not re-triggering people who have experienced it, but just for the sake of the future and these children that are growing up to be able to, one, if we talk about sex more, not promoting it, I know a lot of parents are like, I don't want to give them the go to do it, I get that. But when they are of age, talk to them about it so they know, well, if I do this, this could happen. If I do this, this could happen. Instead of letting the world teach them the stuff they should be learning at home. Charity begins at home. That's a part of it. If you love your kids, educate them. But if we talk about sex, why you shouldn't do it, it's a beautiful thing designed for a purpose but people can't abuse it let them know that then open it up for them to talk to you about anybody that has been abusing that with them so that you can stop that in its tracks and and start a healing process if it's already happened you can start that healing process then instead of later, years down the line. Then teaching that child to keep their hands to themselves, respecting another person's body, another person's mind, another person's right to make decisions, another person's opinion. Just respect that. You ain't gotta like everybody. If you ain't gonna love them, respect them. That's it. That's all I had to say. I just thought it was really interesting that you know she spoke about these things and then the name of it was the unspoken. I mean the, the title of the chapter was unspoken. And when I first saw that, I didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't know what she was about to start talking about. But I was just like, wow, this is mm-mm. 
I know the podcast is titled The Unspoken, but I need y'all to speak about this stuff, <laughs> okay? This needs to be a regular dinner time conversation, okay? Okay, right, I'm done. I'm done. Hope y'all enjoyed the poem. Stay tuned for our flashback episodes. I'm going to go back and explain some of the poems that I've done already. Um, just so I can show y'all how I thought about it, why I wrote it, things like that. Um, and I may even do a video podcast one of these days. We'll see. No promises. But I'm going to think about it. This concludes this episode of The Unspoken. I really hope you enjoyed it, and I really look forward to your feedback. Catch us next time for the next poem and breakdown and discussion right here where Poetry Meets Podcast.